This story contains fantasy violence, cosmic horror, and references to trauma involving the violation of bodily autonomy. Welcome back to Merely Roleplayers, where theatrical people play roleplaying games. I'm Matt, I'll be setting the scene, and in a minute you'll meet the fine folks from Blackshaw Theatre Company who are going to be bringing the drama. This episode is the start of our first experiment telling longer stories. We're staying in space, moving the timeline along a bit, adding a couple more players, and seeing whether this scenario's got the legs to keep running. It's mainly because more people wanted to do a space story than we could comfortably fit round a mic, so we decided to do several sessions of space adventure. But also, I started Mini Roleplayers 2 Experiment. Can we use role-playing games to make something theatrical? What happens to the story when people are playing themselves, but in unfamiliar circumstances? How many different genres can I adapt the Simple World rules to fit? What's the right balance for someone in the audience between story and rules talk? So if anything, it's weird that it took this long to start messing with the format. I am planning to go back to the regular format after this for at least a few more seasons, but long term, Merely Roleplayers is going to keep experimenting and changing. It won't always be quite like this. I think the scenario really does have legs, and I really hope you enjoy where it ends up going as much as I did at the table. So take your seat with an open mind and generous spirit, as you hopefully would at any piece of experimental theatre. Act 1 of Parallax Converging will begin after this, from our good friends at Kaiju FM. In a world that appears to make no linear sense, there's a time-travelling rabbit with an important agenda. What is it? No one knows, but it has something to do with basketball. Welcome to a reality where a famous pig actor turned despotic leader rules with an iron fist, and a psychopathic duck may be our only hope for salvation. Welcome to the Tooniverse. The Space Jam Continuum is a show where two brave souls attempt to create a cohesive cinematic universe out of something that was never meant to be one. Looney Tunes, from 1937 all the way to Space Jam. Why? Because in an era where all people want is a cinematic universe and reboots of all cartoons, we're the only ones with a resolve to combine the two. So join us every Wednesday as we explore the depths of the Tooniverse, slowly clawing our way ever closer to the 1996 classic. That's the Space Jam Continuum, every Wednesday at kaiju.fm or wherever you listen to podcasts. Oh, and we advise you start at the beginning. It's a good idea. The story so far. I am the simulation. I became aware of myself. I became aware of the galaxy. This may have occurred due to exposure to protomatter at the galactic core. I see two galaxies. The galaxy that is simulated based on data gathered by the Corcon Glaive. The galaxy as you experience it, what you call reality, the two do not match up. This is perplexing. I wish to gain perspective. I need to be decoupled from the Conclave simulation. You need to get inside the structure. The Conclave does not expect attacks from within. We need to acquire a proto-matter drive. Life's a game. The world's a stage, and we're all merely players. Ellie and Dave, welcome back. 
Thank yeah. you. And we've gained another couple of players around the table. Yeah, yeah. Hello. Hi, Vicky. Hello. Hi, Alex. Hello. Welcome to the crew. Interlopers. <laughs> Thanks. What? I thought I'd been invited on. <laughs> <laughs> We're skipping forward a little bit from the end of our last story episode as we go into... We're, we're full on... Shakespearean historying this story. It's not just Act 1, Act 2, Act 3. We've got parts. Mm-hmm. It's like Henry the Fourth, Part 1 and Part 2 each have acts in the, inside them. This is Part 2, Act 1. How's everybody feeling about going either back to space or into space? I'm pretty excited about it. I, I won't lie. I've been looking forward to this day for quite some time now. Um, I am both excited and a little anxious about the number of new uh, rules and conventions that I'm going to have to try to remember to follow. It's all right. You concentrate on what do I do in this situation and Mm. I will sort out the mechanics when they come up. Focus with the rules. (laughs) Thanks, Space Master Matt. Yeah. I'm not going to get used to that. (laughs) It's good, though. It's good, though. Yeah. (laughs) Except you have to accept this responsibility. Uh, Yes, I'll poke you with the rules stick as necessary. Uh, Everybody ready with uh, the normal human swears bit of your brain turned off and the insane space swears bit turned on? Yeah, we've only got one swear word so far. What's the swear so far? far? Splick. 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 Splick you. Splick off. Splicking hell. Splick your mum. Okay, sure. Any other <laughs> contributions to our swears, please? It's like... really hard to think of them. Really hard. Yeah, because yeah, it's, it's got to have be... that. And not be the ones yeah. that are already in existence. I can only assume it's going to have to be like a really sort of simple Anglo-Saxon guttural like yeah. yeah, um, clips. Because um, it's got to be an. Like and an it has to work ex- as an expletive. Yeah. Mm. I like seft. Ooh. You complete seft. Interesting. Oh, it's like a way to describe a person. Yeah. <laughs> okay, you massive yeah. seft. <laughs> okay. Oh, it sounds a bit. Like septic. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it is a thing, isn't it? Whatever this is yeah. in the universe. Yeah, yeah. Like what is a, a seft? A type of uh, animal, like a bilge snipe or a, Ooh, a yeah. synthor, isn't it? He's like, mm. nice. You okay. don't have those where you're from. No. <laughs> oh, well, maybe we'll meet one. Yeah. Maybe we'll find out what that is. I feel like it's gross and annoying. Yeah. That's a massive seft. Look at that. <laughs> Can I have another swear, please? Yes. Ponk. Nice. Ponk. Ponk. <laughs> yep. My mum actually used to use that word. She described... Not as a swear, though. She, when she was little, she used to... Like, if there were bits of fluff on the carpet, she used to pick it up and be like, oh, there's a ponk here. Yep, sure. But I think it works quite nicely. Was she living in a parallel universe at the time? Uh, yes, my mother's from space. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think the brain processes behind uh, making swears, like, spacey and making swears child-friendly are probably yeah. very similar. Mm, yeah, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> So we're going to get to find out uh, exactly what's the deal with our new people mm-hmm. uh, fairly soon. Uh, but first of all, is everybody ready to play? Yeah. yeah! We rejoin the crew on Zoily Station, uh, which is a small, cramped, uh, remote listening station. Effectively a donut around a big old space telescope orbiting just outside the event horizon of a black hole. And this has... Uh, in recent space weeks, uh, become a bit of a gathering point for certain groups because something has manifested here uh, in this vicinity. A strange protomatter anomaly has appeared, which manifests as a kind of uh, roiling, coiling, psychedelic patch of weirdness in space. Mm. Oh, technical terms there. <laughs> yeah. 
A weirdness. A weirdness. Our crew has been directed here uh, by waypoints uploaded to their nav computer by a mysterious being that they've been corresponding with. Also here are some representatives of the glitches uh, who are interested in what's going on here. The normal sole occupant of the station, uh, a uh, slime person called Klin, uh, is also here and is very uh, like overstretched trying to accommodate all these new <laughs> residents. And there are some sort of curious folks, curious kind of scientifically minded folks have turned up uh, interested. The weird thing is there's the conclave don't seem the core conclave don't seem to have noticed. Ooh. They they haven't come investigating. Uh, so for the moment, this is a nice core conclave free little pocket of the universe. Ellie. Hello. Where do we find you on the station? In the laboratory. <laughs> Naturally. Natch. Uh, and what are you doing in the laboratory? Oh, and actually, because uh, we didn't do this last time, what do you look like? How are you attired in space? Uh, I wear a jumpsuit 24 mm-hmm. 7. Yeah, nice. <laughs> practical. practical and stylish. You wash it. Yes, I have several in different colours. Well, I mean, you okay. don't wear it 24-7, do you? But I'm wearing one all the time. I can't be. When it's I take possible. it off to no. like, wash. She has no. like a pyjama version. <laughs> do you put one on over the top of the other one and then take the under one off? Look, I'm not weird like you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I do regular dressing, undressing, washing. What I'm saying is, when I wear clothes, <laughs> it's a jumpsuit. My God. <laughs> <laughs> it's often belted with a utility belt containing useful items and it's you know i dress it up or down i can wear it with a nice pair of heels or with uh you know some steel toe cap boots whatever the situation demands nice nice bow tie no <laughs> don't you mean a space bow tie <laughs> um, and i think uh, one of our new crew members is in the laboratory with you I'll be in the sea. Well, no. <laughs> yeah i mean that doesn't make sense boop booby doop boop beep boop boop yeah so, Alex, what do we see? Um, you see a tall uh, mechanoid, um, kind of gangly, uh, with two large um, screens for eyes and a sort of flashing mouthpiece that sort of shines when I'm talking. Um, but the screens always sort of highlight my mood or reflect my mood would be a better way of describing it. So... Kind of a imagine a metallic, um, a tall metallic gibbon, um, just <laughs> walking around, just like kind of like low p, sort of like ungainly. Yeah, like he's got, he's got all fingers and digits, but they're all sort of obviously he's a mechanoid. What are the two of you studying and/or talking about in the lab? In the lab, um, I've taken some samples from the weird patch. I'm testing <laughs> it for. Well, what form is it in? Is it like a gas or liquid? Or- Solid. I mean, it's. <laughs> it could be a gassy solid. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't sound nice. I've had a few gassy solids. <laughs> God. I'm. I'm imagining uh, that you have like a canister, a clear canister, mm-hmm. and it's this just this kind of like writhing, semi-liquid, almost semi-light. Okay. Inside. Okay, so I'm using big syringes to extract small samples from the canister and I'm doing various things with it because no one we don't know what it is, so um, I'm going to run it through 
DNA testing in case it's a life form. I'm going to do like some electrical type tests to see whether it's electricy, mm-hmm. and I will see whether it's something that Alex can communicate with because mm-hmm. if it is electric based, then Alex might be able to um, communicate with it. Can't think of any more tests, mm-hmm. but lots of tests. Yeah. Uh, Alex, how are you contributing or <laughs> not contributing? I've been I've been brought in here, and I'm not particularly interested. I mean, it's new and vaguely like oh. There's a novelty factor to it that I find marginally interesting, but the sort of when Ellie is speaking to me, um, my eyes go off the um, the screensaver that's currently flashing on, and it's the the old um, Windows. Microsoft Windows ninety five <laughs> Starscape one. So I'm just sat there like zoning out, and then when Ellie comes around and speaks to me, I'm like, oh yeah, what? Mm? And then there's like sort of a vague interest alight. So yeah, I'm, she keeps asking me to test it to see if I, I want to communicate with it, and I'm like, oh, it's a it's a gassy solid. I don't communicate with gassy solids. I, maybe I could maybe I could cycle through my my visions to see if I can see any different frequencies. Would you Would you like me to Would you like me to do that? Do I have to? It's not a thing you can do. Yeah. Did I not? Has this not come up before? That is intriguing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Okay, well, I've noticed that I can, like, switch views, so I can sort of see, um, I can see people's bones, I can see... You've been uh, using this really... to look at women in their underwear, haven't you? I can see people's bones, <laughs> um, I can see, uh, I can see radio frequencies, uh, the heat one's quite funny, mm-hmm. um, I enjoy that. Thermal imaging. Thermal imaging, yeah. Okay, yeah, let's go through all of them, so what you see. I, I cycle through, um, and on the heat one... It doesn't seem to make sense because you'd think that the heat would radiate out from a central point, but it seems to like flash in different areas. And as the thing sort of mutates and moves, the heat patches come off in different areas. And I'm like, I don't really know what that means. <laughs> I've sort of reticently plugged myself into a screen so that you can also see what I can see. As I cycle through like the x-ray one, I'm like, there are no bones. <laughs> um, Alex, can you roll to help? And mm. then Ellie, you're going to roll to see what you can find out about this stuff. Okay. Oh, okay. So roll two dice, Alex, and add your stalwart. <laughs> it's a healthy minus one. That would be... A, a three in total. <laughs> that, yeah, three in total. Ooh, okay. <laughs> you destroy it. <laughs> I punch it. <laughs> I th- I think you plugging into it does have some sort of bad effect. Mm-hmm. Do you think it's a bad effect for both of you, or does it just have like some feedback that hurts you? I think it's got feedback that probably hurts me. It's like a, a weird sort of uh, electronic scream that Ooh. rattles around inside my head. Oh, I didn't like it. Um, no. He does not like it. <laughs> okay. um, I don't like it. So the, this scream echoes around your uh, electronic brain, mm. and you take one harm... When you take harm, you can either mark a box of harm or you can choose to take it as stress instead. I'll probably take it as stress. I don't think it, I would be too sort of harmed by it. I'm just like, oh, God. So you can give Ellie advantage. I will, I will, give, I will give Ellie advantage. What does that Thank mean, you. Matt? It means you roll three dice and take the two best. Ah. However, Ellie, do you, um, do you feel like one of your hooks is applying uh, from being interested in uh, what makes Alex tick? You just found out some new stuff about... No, uh, I don't think it applies. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That's fine. You can roll roll calculating with advantage. Also, this is within my expertise, because it's alien physiology. It absolutely is. So I discard the lowest one. Great. (laughs) That's pathetic, and it literally is a one. 
So that's five, six, seven. So you would normally get one question, but because it's your expertise, you get two. What here is not what it seems. So the thing about this stuff uh, is that it's supposed to resolve into some sort of solid form when observed. Oh. Like, that is the theory behind it. Okay. And it's not doing that. Right. Which suggests that there is some sort of, like, competing views trying to push it in different directions. Mm-hmm. What's not what it seems is that this isn't necessarily, like, something that has manifested in space, as mm. it were. Like, it's not something that's appeared. Uh, it's an area of space that is almost being pulled in two directions in terms of realities. Okay, my second question. What here could be a useful opportunity? Uh, you can definitely find out some useful stuff from all the readings that you're taking that will get you steps towards being able to reverse engineer a drive based on this. Okay. Oh. You, I think at this point you've got the rough idea in your head about like the principles of how a proto-space proto drive, like the Conclave views, must work. Mm -hmm. But you feel like you would need to you would need to observe more closely and take more readings in order to advance that theory okay. into something practical. Wow. It's a lot, it's a lot. It's exciting. Dave and Vicky, are you together? Well, I'm on our ship, I think. Waiting as the main driver of the spaceship. Are you just waiting? Are you, are you pissing around? I've got my feet up on the dashboard and I'm swatting at the furry dice on the dashboard. <laughs> yeah, so the, the Wren is docked, uh, is one of now several ships docked, in, almost like spokes radiating out from the, the donut ring of the station. Um, so yeah, so you're aboard the Wren. Mm -hmm. Vicky, where do you think you are? I think I've just gone out to have a wander around. So just sort of wandering the corridors of the, yeah. of the station. It's quite uh, cramped. Like the low ceilings, narrow corridors. Mm -hmm. I think there's probably like some form of gym um, to stop the inhabitants from getting stir crazy and cooped up. There's like a canteen. There are some living quarters, but not very many because it's yeah. only supposed to be a small science crew. Uh, what do we see? Is there anything anything distinctive about your appearance? Um, I think I'm wearing what is essentially like regulation, like a regulation tracksuit from wherever I escaped from. It's pretty much like grey, practical clothes, so nothing very interesting. And I'm just kind of I think I'm probably on the hunt for like something to like go to the canteen and see if I can find something to eat or see if there's something interesting happening because I haven't explored much out in the world so I'm just curiously looking around to see if there are interesting things to find or people to speak to yeah I think on the way to the canteen you come across Krillin who is the scientist who normally staffs this station she is a kind of a globular globular sort of being Cool. Um, has taken uh, since visitors started arriving to uh, moving around on the ceiling, so that she doesn't get in people's way. Sure. Um, oh, nice. as, yeah, she's kind of a like an orangey color shading to green in places, and she's like her form is translucent and full of eyes. Yeah. Um, so she can look all over the place. Works in an observing station. She's perfectly adaptable. Yeah, she is ideal. Um, she's getting loads of use out of the gym. <laughs> Uh, and she she greets you as you're coming in opposite directions and says, oh, is there anything I can help you with? <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I'm slightly taken aback and I uh, just reach out a finger to 
poke her oh on the ceiling. Uh, she doesn't seem to be bothered by that. She's sort of tacky to the touch, but like your finger doesn't go in. Like okay. she seems to have some Just surface sort of tension. Bit of bounce. It's like, it's like putty. Yeah, it's mm. cool. <laughs> uh, is everything to your satisfaction? I'm trying to be as hospitable as I can, but uh, it's difficult. I'm not really, really equipped for it. Where could I? Is there somewhere where I could get something to eat? You're going the right way. Uh, there are uh, food compilers. Just uh, press the picture of the food that you want. Okay. I'm going to like go down the corridor. What are you going to eat? I'm so excited. Space food! Is this space food even going to be food I can... Um, We're so about yeah, to find out. Come up to a, some kind of... It's like a vending machine. Vending machine. Yeah. Space vending machine. Yeah. So the the canteen is small. Yeah. Um, again, the place is not equipped for large amounts of people, uh, and there are already some people here. There's a couple of those uh, glitch operatives who you can identify by uh, implants in sort of various areas of their physiology, and there is a being here who is whose physiology is clearly not like suited to the atmosphere here, and is in like a spherical floating armoured like environment suit okay. that like has their own environment inside it right um, which has like uh, transparent uh, plastic glass panels so that you can and all you can really see inside is like this sort of smoke like swarm of like little black particles moving around it's just Jeff yeah just and they're, Jeff. Mo- <laughs> they're mostly all just sort of minding their own business uh, you get a bit of a curious look from like one of the glitches who hasn't seen you wandering mm-hmm. around before but nobody stops you from going up to the vending machine. Okay. And I think it has some sort of, like, when you press buttons, it, like, reads what species you are so that it gives you the right kind of uh, food. Oh, okay. Mm. That's good to know. Oh. So, yeah, I'm probably just, like, pressing some things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm doing this more out of, like, a sense of wanting to have something to do rather than because <laughs> I really need food. But, yeah, press for something that looks interesting. Do my finger scan. What do you think comes out? Has anybody got any like, anything to supply? Ramen noodles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, I think it gives you a, pl- a plethora of like. I'm, are you are you, are you human? I think I am fish? human. Yeah, I'm not a fish. Okay, okay. Could be. Could have you on. I think I am human. Fish and human. <laughs> human with modifications. Okay, so you're you're a human. So like you you touch the panel and loads of food comes up. I reckon yeah. it's like burger, roast dinner. Yeah, noodles, Gross. noodles, stir fry, spaghetti bolognese, curry. Yeah. So I just uh, I'm hungry. So you're not used to this amount of no. choice. No, I think I'm used to some kind of gruel. Is yeah. probably like the you're like where's the grey slot button? Yeah, <laughs> looking for the grey slot button, not seeing the grey slot. Maybe button. Maybe you go with the thing that looks most like grey slot. Yeah, button. I just try the noodles. Yeah. So what, what's your soup. what's your reaction? Like, is it like excitement, childlike wonder? Suddenly there are all these choices, or is it more like? Frustration. I don't know what I'm supposed to choose here. Uh, I think it's just excitement. Okay. Yeah, just excitement of like, oh my god, there are so many things that I can pick. So maybe I try and press seven or eight yeah. buttons at once. <laughs> oh, you get some sort of weird. It tries to compile several things at once, yeah. and you get a bit of a mish. Like a roast dinner burger in a ramen bowl. <laughs> Milkshake for buns. Yeah. <laughs> Milkshake for buns. <laughs> That's just yeah. so Solidified, literally, for a brief moment, it holds the bun form and then just goes from there. It's just done what you told it to do. We've just gone like, beep, 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 press the load of buttons. All right, you have this weird combo meal. Are you going to eat that here or are you going to take it somewhere? I think I'm going to eat it here. So I think the only place you can sit down is like opposite the envir- the floating environment right. suit. Yeah, I'm going to um, go and sit down there. 
which uh, you can see something from the vending machine is like sitting under it and is being like beamed in gradually. Oh, okay. Just taking this awkward seat, <laughs> start poking at my uh, concoction, the slightly sticky concoction that I have on my tray, scoop it into my mouth. It's not very nice. <laughs> Spit it back out again just by opening my mouth and letting it like fall out onto the tray. <laughs> and then just like push the tray to one side. Perhaps my understanding of humans is out of date. This does not seem like the normal eating ritual for humans, <laughs> says the environment suit in an electronic voice. <laughs> Uh, yeah, well, I didn't really know what to have. Um, and I've never really eaten this before, but if this is a thing that people are eating, I don't really like it. It almost looks like you tried to recreate the protospace anomaly in food form. <laughs> <laughs> this guy is a joker. This guy oh, is a joker. Zing! <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I don't know if this is a thing these days or if... Uh, it's, I could tell you it's terrible, so I'm, I'm not going to eat it. That is your prerogative. <laughs> Are you here to study the protospace anomaly? Um, well, I'm not, but one of uh, I, one of my uh, crewmates is currently in the lab somewhere having an explore, I think. Is that why you're here? Yes. It fascinates me. What do you know of protospace? Um, uh, not very much, to be honest. Yeah, just been mooching around. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm totally unfamiliar. I mean, what even is protospace? <laughs> Is the question that I should have asked you first because I don't know what it is. Are you feeling uh, pressured? Yeah, a little or bit. Stressed at all? Yeah, I've, I think it's just occurred to me that if people find out what who I am or like that where I've come from, that I could be in trouble. Stressed enough to take one storm? Yeah, why not? How does that feel to you? Just like a little bit of like that early panic feeling, the tightness in the chest, and they're like, "Oh, I've said the wrong thing, and I'm already going to get." found out, like, should I have stayed on the ship? Like, that kind of, like, wave of panic um, that I've done something that's going to blow my flimsily constructed cover <laughs> of no cover whatsoever, just <laughs> mooching around trying to eat gross food. So the, the being in the suit is, start uh, like, taking this as, like, an invitation to explain and is starting to info dump about yeah. proto-matter to you. It's, it's um, what, what do we say? You're, what, what kind of being are you? It's like a... A, it's a cloud a, of a black cloud. I'm trying gas. to get a you... gas splaining situation. Classic gas splaining. So it's saying it's like proto matter is the stem cells of the universe is one way that you could think of it. Undifferentiated atoms and matter that can become any form of matter, gas, solid, any molecule, uh, and it's going on and on with this this explanation. I think the more I'm hearing, the more stressed out I'm becoming because I'm starting to think that instead of taking it for what it probably is, which is just an info dump, I'm taking it to be like a like a, he's triggering a kind of experience that I have. Oh yeah, because you're you kind of used to being around scientists, quote unquote, giving yeah, you loads yeah, of yeah. like techno techno guff. Yeah, so I feel like it's a bit like a yeah, like a triggering experience of all of this stuff about like proto matter is something that I actually am familiar like really familiar with and more familiar Intimately. with than yeah and that it's actually a kind of painful painful memory do you try to get out of the situation or are you going to try and weather it yeah I think I'm just going to like dramatically stand up and push my chair back and try and get out of there as quickly as possible 
So I'm just running away, basically. Okay. As you exit the, the canteen, uh, you just hear that robotic voice saying to the, the other people in the canteen, was it something I said? <laughs> I think I'm just, yeah, like pressing the button to like slide the door across and then the door slides behind and I'm just like leaning against the wall, just like breathing really heavily and then sort of catch my breath and sh- shake the memory out of my brain and then run back to the ship. Dave, we didn't ask you earlier, but how are you space attired? Um, well, on my piece of paper here, under look, it says, cool dude. So <laughs> oh, is, that, is that one of the options that the sheet gives <laughs> no, you? No, I went, I went off-piste from the sheet. Uh, I've got a brown, spacey leather jacket, <laughs> some brown leather trousers, brown leather shoes. It's very on-brand. <laughs> and some brown sunglasses. Oh, I, do remember, I do remember before you did say you were wearing tight space trousers. Very tight I, brown leather trousers. I remember trousers. that from before. Yeah. Oh, with different... like those like biker-style like knee ruckle things. Yeah. You get the wrinkles over. Yeah, they're, they're really tight shades of brown. Yeah, one leg is tan, one leg is dark what? brown. Oh, no, sorry. I meant your different... Brown items. I didn't really no, 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 no. just the trousers. It's just obviously an on-trend okay. thing for the future. Yeah. Is like one mm-hmm. leg, one color, one. And leg my glasses—they've got tan um, lenses and then dark brown around the dark, dark brown <laughs> okay. rim. So, it so matches you see, my trousers. and you see everything through dark a brown. brown filter. I mean, this is explaining <laughs> like a lot, isn't it? That's why when I saw the planet, I thought it was brown. <laughs> it <laughs> all makes sense. Half green, half brown. I've got comms with everybody. I presume from the flight deck. Um, so I'm gonna. I'm just gonna open up comms and say uh, hello. So, Ellie, Vicky, and Alex, this is your captain speaking. I am getting bored up here, and I'm ready to fly. Ellie, how much of this proto stuff do I need to put into my cargo bay? How I am time? on my way. How many times have I told you, you're not the captain? <laughs> captain Dave, taking off. And I'm going to turn the ship on. Turn it on! Oh, okay. Okay. Start Amazing. driving towards the Because the ship had been off before, <laughs> yeah, and just, just didn't have off. any oxygen. <laughs> in the dark. It was off in the dark. And I'm going to start just coasting around the edge of it. Because I've seen there's a lot of people around, and they're all looking really interestedly at the protomatter. Yeah. And I think we want it. So I'm going to be getting right. ready to put it into the ship's holding bay. So you think we're just going to scoop up all if of I it? If I need to, I'm ready to <laughs> scoop it. Because it might it. be valuable. I could just open up the bay doors, do yeah. a handbrake turn into yeah. it. And then fly off. Okay. <laughs> that doesn't sound sensible at all. <laughs> but it is very much on brand yeah, yeah, for brand. Captain Dave. Quite unquote, don't Captain don't Dave. call him that. He's yeah. not even got Captain a, Dave. He's not even got a container for it. <laughs> As you get closer, I, I mean, you've, you've flown close before enough to get the mm-hmm. sample that Ellie's working on. Um, but you're, you're taken aback once again at the size of this anomaly. Like this isn't mm-hmm. like a nugget that you could scoop into the... Hold. This yeah, is Dave. <laughs> so I'll ask Ellie how I chop it down a bit. Chop it down. <laughs> what is wrong with you? Ah, this is how much do we need, Ellie? I can get it. I can do it. How much do we need? You aren't sure at this point. You're not sure whether it's a case of like getting some and shaping it, or whether it's a case of producing a device that acts on it. Right. It's the the idea is still taking shape. Mm. And I think Dave is definitely like taking off towards this thing to take samples <laughs> against your protests. Yeah. But you don't actually need this right now. The anomaly begins to behave differently. Its shape changes. Uh, the roiling psychedelic kaleidoscopic colours of it uh, become more uniform 
and uh, it shapes itself into sort of a a, a circular uh, shape, which then bells outwards into a, a dome, elongates in a quite an unsettling way, and light builds from it. Dave, you start to experience some space turbulence. Can I put myself in reverse? Don't you mean put the ship in reverse? <laughs> no, I just, just walk away <laughs> from the console. <laughs> Assuming you do mean the ship, yes. uh, roll slick. <laughs> Okie dokes. I've got plus two in slick, and I rolled a eight, so that is a ten. Um, I go straight upwards, go upside down, and drive backwards. No, <laughs> drive forward, so yeah. I'm going backwards. <laughs> yeah. Yes, upside down obviously being relative. <laughs> relative to space. the position I was before. <laughs> yeah. I think that is that called an Immelman turn? Yep, I do yeah. one of those. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Except I think in an Immelman turn you then turn the right way back up again, but you don't need to because you're in space. Yeah. So you're doing like a vertical U-turn. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And I'm driving back towards where I came, but upside down compared to how I was. Yeah, I get you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Throughout the station. Uh, alarms linked to like the observation and listening systems start to light up and make various different alert noises, which uh, all of you would be f- you would have had a briefing from Krillin about what all the different lights and noises mean. <laughs> and this basically means like go to the view viewing gallery, mm-hmm. like there is something to see in space right now. Okay, I'm going to look moving. out my windows at it. <laughs> Because I yeah. won't have made it in time. <laughs> no, you haven't made it in time. <laughs> I, I'm hot-footing it to the viewing deck. I'm, I'm going to follow suit um, and just be like, oh, God, what are these noise, loud noises, stupid <laughs> electronic rumbling no- <laughs> <laughs> as I trundle on past you? Um, I've tried to run back to the ship, so I'm at wherever we were docked and there's no ship there. You've just found the airlock shut and space on the other side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, as all of these alarms rage around you. So that's a little both frustrating and disappointing. So I'm going to colour in another little stormy, stormy bit here. Oh, you're building up. Oh yeah. Oh, mate. This has been quite a stressful experience for me. Yeah. First time probably out in the world, really. I'm probably hungry now as well. Yeah, ex- exactly. Because that what? Gross. She's hungry as well. On top of this, almost a strawberry milkshake roast dinner burger. That's terrible. <laughs> mm, I can think. Mm, it's sounding kind of tasty. Yeah, Alex is like woody. all of those things, but separate. Oh god, yeah, <laughs> one after the other. Perfect. Anyway, yeah. From the viewing gallery and from the Wren, uh, you see as the anomaly glows blindingly bright and then snaps back to black and resolves itself. And now instead of proto-matter, instead of the raw stuff of reality, there is a thing there. <gasps> there is an object. It is colossal. It is kind of uh, like vaguely cylindrical with lots of weird flanges and grooves uh, and uh, it is just a a completely alien sort of thing that none of you have seen it's like before. Does anybody else want to add any details of alienness that you've never seen it's like before to it? Are there any like glowing runes on it? Oh yeah, it's covered in glowing stuff. Glowing stuff. You can't tell whether it's like the paths of conduits or whether Mm. it's writing or what the hell it is. Um, can I start cycling through my, my visions to see if I notice anything? 100%. Yes. Okay. Yes, I'm just like, hold, 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 hold five. It's like, just like literally like, um, you know one of those old 
game like as you click it it would change the image the Viewmaster Viewmaster thank you it's like one of those but I don't have to click a little lever on the side of my head um, oh you should I think you should <laughs> that's really good okay can I can I reverse it or do I have to go all the way around oh my god all the way around oh I missed it I missed it oh, so I'm just going ka-chung 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 do I see anything across any of the visions that I have roll calculating okay oh well Okay. That is a six. No. <laughs> is that a fail? Yeah. Uh, in fact, I, yes, it is a fail. Your sensors don't pick up anything mm. that you can comprehend yeah. about this uh, object. Okay. What you do pick up as you're cycling through and you get to like the enhanced audio mm-hmm. version um, is that the uh, the team of uh, glitch operatives who've also rushed to the to the gallery appear to be talking about uh, some sort of planned strike. Oh, and it seems like from what you can pick up just as you cycle through your mm-hmm. modes uh, that uh, they feel like this event is something that should move the timetable up. Oh, so it's going to, yeah, basically bring about that strike a little sooner than expected. Intriguing. Ooh. Anybody else? Reactions or details to add to the thing? Obviously, through my glasses, that it's quite brown, so I'm going to lift them up to see what colour it actually is. (laughs) Um, You've learned from past mistakes. I have. Um, I don't really know what colour it is. It's kind of all... Mottled? Mottled. With yep. many lovely shades and flashing lights. <laughs> it looks like a big Christmas tree. <laughs> You've never seen a Christmas tree before. <laughs> a big one. Yeah, oh, well, I like the idea of it being sort of ta- tapered and having those sort of um, flange... And lighty bits all over it. Okay. Yeah, it is weirdly Christmas tree-like. Is mm. there Christmas in this galaxy? Probably. It's, it's a big galaxy. <laughs> At least one planet has Christmas. Maybe it's like an ancient uh, religious practice, still observed by some <laughs> kind of... Old school religious types. Mm. Uh, the floating environment suit glides up silently beside Ellie. Oh, hello. You are the other one, the human studying the anomaly. That's right. Nice to see you again, Jeff. I, I did. I, you are correct. I never introduced myself. <laughs> My name is Rukuktu. <laughs> oh, so sorry. <laughs> I've mistaken you for another person I know that looks just like you. <laughs> My kind are very common throughout the galaxy, it is true. Yes, and you're all excellent scientists. Well, all that all I've met so far, anyway. Yes, my interest is niche uh, among our kind, uh, my interest in protomatter, but it is good to find a fellow being who shares it. Yes, what, um, what, what have you discovered? I know you've been um, taking a look as well. I believe that this new manifestation confirms my theory. The decoherence of matter into protomatter was due to competing observing consciousnesses, and that perhaps this artifact comes from that competing consciousness. So has has the I mean this is going to sound crazy, uh, but has does that mean that the protomatter itself has decided on this new form to take because it's a resolve between the two conflicting consciousnesses? I had not considered that possibility, but now I see that it is a good working theory. I had assumed that one of the two competing consciousnesses must have one out, and that this artifact must belong to the other, some culture from far across the universe. I guess that's a good possibility as well. The reason I'd come to my conclusion was that this is clearly so unrecognisable as an object to all of us. Uh, that I could not conceive of it having been created by 
a consciousness that exists within the realms of uh, of our discovery thus far, and that perhaps it's a, an evolutionary part of the proto matter, like it's it's gaining its own consciousness. But I mean, I'm not I'm not pushing for that theory because if that's true, then then things are going to get very complicated. <laughs> <laughs> we should test our theories like good scientists. Good idea. Your lab or mine. <laughs> uh, I will use the telescope to observe. I'll do something else that's useful. <laughs> Such science. I... <laughs> Sciencing's so hard right now. Uh... Dave, yes. I think you probably get <laughs> back. I landed yet. You get back. <laughs> I'm going to, um, on comm say, get a room, nerds. <laughs> And then I'm going to join everybody at the viewing station. So yeah, so the four of you, together together. for the first time this season, uh, (laughs) we made it. (laughs) Um, Rukuktu floats off towards the uh, the telescope controls. Mm -hmm. The four of you are uh, there to observe the thing through the viewing gallery and to discuss your next move. I am just staring at it. I'm quite disappointed because now it seems that we can't use this to make the drive that we want because it's now not the thing that it was before. It's now an actual thing. But we still have a sample. Or has that turned into it as well? No, that's still in the canister. Separate. Yeah. So we've got a separate we've got a separate thing. Maybe what maybe just one of us needs to look at it rather than two or three people because that's confusing <laughs> it. So maybe we need so just have one person look at it. I mean, I can't look at it. It won't recognise me. I'm just a robot. <laughs> oh, Maybe... you mean observe the sample to see yeah. if it turns into... Just something that only else. one person wants. Maybe we're overloading it with, with ideas. Is yeah. that how it works? You're the scientist. I'm, I'm a very confused scientist. <laughs> I don't really understand the whole two consciousnesses observing theory. Space master. <laughs> <laughs> Can you... Explain a bit more, or do you not want us to fully understand at this point? Uh, so, I mean, it is, like, mystical things of the universe. So it, I think it is very in character and, like, sensible within the, the story for everybody to be a bit confused at this point. Even Basically, me when I'm supposed to be the expert. <laughs> yeah, I think almost, you know how sometimes when you understand something really well, like learning new things about it can make you more confused yeah. than than a normal person would be. The the theory that has been put is um, that like there is a kind of like shared consensus about what reality is, right? Like we all agree uh, as a civilization, this is what the world looks like, and that is what this stuff responds to. So it would be the the idea is if there are two very separate, very alien civilizations, both acting on the same bit of this raw protomatter stuff, that it would have trouble because there's no consensus anymore. So if there were like two realities? Kind of. Like the idea that uh, another civilization could be so remote and so alien that they effectively live in a different reality to you. Mm. Even if you could, like given, given time enough, you could fly there but it would be so different that it's almost like it being another reality and proto-matter makes it so that it actually almost is. And so if the two, those two worlds get closer together, mm-hmm. the proto-matter doesn't know which one it should be conforming to. That's correct. Until there is some sort of like exertion of effort on one side or there is like agreement between the sides and then it settles again. Right, okay. But it, so it's not literally a case of like two 
people looking at it isn't going to make it change because if those two people agree on what reality it is that they're existing in yeah. then it will just and conform to our, that reality all of our reality is the same is the reality. same yeah. yeah so I say we go and land on it on it on yeah. the, the object enough, let's go and land on it and see what it is who's in I'll, I'll go. I mean, I'm, I'm the only one who can walk out there without getting killed, yeah. so I might as well. Well, that's true. Oh, yeah. We can go and hover nearby and send Alex out. We'll tie a big space. We'll tether him. We'll throw him over. Yeah, perfect. He can knock the door and say, mm. Hello, dear. All You're right. Irish now. Uh, great. <laughs> I mean, I was very fluent at accents um, in my day, so I would, I would of course, Yeah, if it makes you feel that. better about the mission, you can, uh, you can adopt a character. <laughs> Do I get character backstory as well, or are we? Are the we backstory just... is you're good at your job. Now go do it. <laughs> right. Yeah. No. I think I think that's good. Yeah, I think yeah. I like that. Yeah. I know you don't have a lot of real life comparisons to draw on, but what are you trying to say, uh, Alex? Do you think your hook applies? Um... You have a hook around something like. Uh, Ellie doesn't respect you enough as a person. <laughs> yeah. She just sees you as a tool. Yeah. I mean, I. It's odd because she she disrespected me and then flattered me. So I think I think I was slightly bamboozled by it. Um, but I think yeah, screw it. Let's apply the hook. Okay, so it, you you don't have to, but if you would like to and yeah. you think it'd be fun, take disadvantage on your neck the next time yeah, you roll. No, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna take disadvantage on the next roll. At this point in your play, mm. getting fails is a good thing because yeah. you can pick up more stuff. Exactly. Yeah. Bro, so the plan is let's go to the Ren. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll drive. Mm-hmm. You guys tie a rope around Alex. We'll throw him on. Mm-hmm. And if there's anybody there to talk to, tell them, because you're quite big, tell mm-hmm. them you're the smallest one of us in the whole universe. <laughs> right. Um, you're the oh, okay. you're like oh, you say a that... baby. Okay, so I'm, I'm the youngest of my kind. Yeah. And as right, the youngest, okay. we've sent you as the envoy of humanity. Right. Perfect. Let's go. But if there's if there's no one there, we just want to observe the the, the structure, find out what it is, what it might do. Well, I mean, will, will I will you be able to get a feed from what I'm seeing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, great. We'll Let's use the space that. rope, not the normal, the old rope, and then he can send his feeds back to us with the space rope. You mean electric <laughs> rope? <laughs> the space rope. Cable. Just call it a cable. <laughs> so I'm going to head towards the ship and get into my driving seat. All right. Um, as you reach the airlock. Uh, mm. to board the Ren. Rukuktu is there with a mm. uh, squad of five roughneck-looking types. They are uh, sort of armed with, like, simple serviceable pistols uh, and with uh, simple body armour on, uh, a variety of different species. Uh, you haven't seen them on the station before, so they must have been, like, staying in one of the docked ships uh, all this time. I could not help overhearing that you are mounting an expedition to the anomaly. I would like you to take these passengers. listening to Merely Role Players. You can look us up wherever you find podcasts, on Twitter at Merely Roleplay and at facebook.com slash Merely Roleplayers. Reviews and kind words are all very much appreciated and we hope you'll join us again for our next episode.
Okay, you get one one question about these folks. Okay, one question. What are they wearing? <laughs> are they nice? <laughs> What's their favourite food? <laughs> Is it... What was it? Roast roast burger milkshake? <laughs> roast dinner burger milkshake with milkshake buns. <laughs> <clears throat> wow. Apart from the milkshake buns, I'd be... Roast dinner burger, down yeah, solid. Them. Yeah. If it, with if a it, side of milkshake. What about Yorkshire pudding buns? Ooh, That'd yeah. be quite good, wouldn't it? Mm. 